Hey there guys, it's Belle from Adventure From Jesus and I am so happy to be back and recording again. Um, I have really taken this time again, this break with school and everything to try and get a lot of content for you guys and to really be figuring out some really cool episodes that are going to help you in your day-to-day life with Jesus and um, I think that this is going to be really helpful for everyone so it's really really exciting. Today's episode we are going to be going over um, Bible studies and the best tips and tricks that I have for you guys. As a biblical studies major I have picked up some really cool ways to study the word um, that I think that you guys could definitely implement in your day-to-day lives um, even though I use it for academics so it's really really cool I think you guys are gonna learn so many practical things to do here and yeah that's pretty much it so grab your coffee and let's dive in Hey there guys, welcome back to Adventure for Jesus. So like I said, I'm really, really excited for this episode because it is so practical and this is really going to help you in your day-to-day walk with Jesus and it's something that you can really make your own and kind of build off of. So I am really, really excited to get into today's episode, which is Bible study tips and tricks. Um, It's going to be really fun because this is stuff that I have learned as a biblical studies major, also just things that I've started doing in my own devos and things like that. So I really want to share some of the things that I do to kind of help push you guys to see that studying your Bible is like super fun and like cute and whatever, but like also there's so much to gain out of it, as well as a a few different methods, some um, just yeah tips and tricks I guess so the first thing that I want to kind of cover in this though is the translation kind of debate so I'm not sure what kind of translation you guys use but there are so many under the sun and each one has a very um, different purpose I'm gonna say Um, but there really is a breakdown of two different types of translating when it comes to it and that is word for word translation and then there is the like idea for idea or like thought for thought translation so in case you guys don't know i'm just going to do a rundown the old testament is written in hebrew and aramaic okay and so what happens with then is the greek is written like 400 years later in greek coin greek Um, So it's really cool to see the way that people have been able to translate the Bible into so many different languages. But with translations, there are a lot of issues that come up with, oh, well, the English language doesn't have a word for that. What do we put there? Or, well, we don't really know how to properly translate this idea that they're trying to get at. So there's a lot of things like that, as well as just general language um, differences like you know the bible is sarcastic there are a lot of sarcastic comments but you miss that in the english translation because you're not reading it in the um, hebrew or greek context so with that being said there's an example in daniel where um, as the men are about to throw him in the lion's den they said it says that they eat that or pull them apart to pieces and eat them or something along those lines and so to us we would take that literally and we would think oh my goodness they got to him before the lions did but the truth of the matter is is that what happened was is that it's a sarcastic way of that they were mocking him and things like that but we wouldn't understand that so that's where the thought for thought is really helpful but then when you go to things like hebrew poetry and things like that the word for word can be a little bit more clear and you can really keep some of that symbolism that the um 
original authors intended for there to be. So there are definitely pros and cons to both types of translations um, for word for word or thought for thought. So some of the best like translations, like the actual names of them. So what I use in my personal Bible studies is ESV. I feel like it's a very middle ground um, kind of feel to it where it's definitely thought for thought, but there is a lot of um, word usage that just flows very well. Um, when I'm doing my academic papers, I do tend to use more NASB. Um, that's much more word for word, and I find that that's easier, especially when I'm doing word studies and things like that. Um, a lot of people do like the NIV NLT, um, and you know, they are definitely super good, but they are definitely more paraphrasing things than thought for thought. But when you really break down what a translation of the Bible should be, it's to make it understandable to that person. So if, you know, you need the message to understand what's going on because you grew up with King James and that kind of is scary to you, <laughs> then absolutely something like the message that's still getting the point across can be so beneficial. So I think we oftentimes kind of rip on the, um, the message or Old King James or New King James even because we're like, oh, well, those aren't proper languages. Well, it's anything that can really just get the point across to you and make it understandable in your own language. So I would just say anything that you feel like you understand best is going to be the best translation for you. So for me, like I said, that is ESV and I definitely, definitely recommend it. But NIV is fantastic. NASB is fantastic. Honestly, they're all beneficial like i said so you really can't go wrong but that's just kind of my two cents there for you on translations and how that all works out if you guys have any questions again feel free to contact me reach out on my instagram handle um because i'd be more than willing to discuss this with you um because it is important is important as to how we are reading god's word but i think sometimes maybe people overthink it and just remember it's just so you can understand the word so that is my two cents on translations. So now we're going to get into a little bit more fun stuff. Um, and this is like my tips section. So that was just a random thing. So we're going to break this down in translation tips and tricks. So we're now in tips. Woohoo! So there are two main ways that I think are really, really helpful for studying a passage. So this isn't like necessarily if you're like, I'm going to sit down and read the whole Bible, which don't do. You're not going to get anything from it. But this is really helpful when you're looking at a certain passage or chapter or anything like that. So what um, the first method is called raking and digging. I hope you guys are taking notes because this is really, really good and I highly suggest it. Raking and digging. Okay, so we're going to go with a metaphor because metaphors are always really helpful. So our metaphor is that there's this beautiful plant, but it's fall and it's being covered by all of these leaves and dirt and all this craziness that's built up over the summer and as fall came. So what you have to do to get to the good stuff is you have to rake it, but raking is very topical. Okay. So the first thing that you're going to do when you're doing this raking digging method is you're going to read over the passage, but maybe more in like a quick topical way, because you're just getting a feel for it. Like what is the basis of what's going on here? You're going to rake over it. And so then what you're going to do is read the passage, kind of think about it, kind of look for like the major details of like, okay, who wrote this? Um, who's it going to? What are the circumstances? What is this saying? Okay, so don't really do like a whole lot of highlighting or like, um, like pen marks on this section, just like read it over and just kind of process it for a second, you know, maybe highlight any keywords that stand out, but it's very topical. 
Now, when you're doing this though, you can't stop there because if you just rake, you're still not getting to the root of what you're trying to find. So you need to start digging, okay? And so to get to, like I said, the deep parts, the roots of what's going on, you have to dig. So you're going to pull out your shovel, which is aka our highlighters and our pens and our uh, interlinears and all of the good stuff that we use and you're gonna start digging into the passage and this is where you're really gonna start pulling apart word usage okay what words are sticking out okay what does this mean why would he have written this like this and you know this can sound very intimidating but honestly as you're going like give yourself like 15 minutes to do this and it is so incredibly helpful oh my goodness like you just dive into it and you feel so accomplished you feel so just good about your study as you're doing it so you're gonna like i said just look for random things that stick out to you and then dive deeper and then look up the word in greek look up where else it's used so if you're going to be doing a lot of like looking at words highly suggest blue letter bible okay it's a website you go on it has all of the original languages it has all of where you can find the other words you can change translations you can do everything oh my goodness so dang good guys so use that resource use all of your resources and this is where we really utilize our highlighters and our pens and do all of our markings which we're going to get back to the best way to do that as well so anyways, that is the raking digging method is, you know, just kind of taking some time to skim over how far you want to go, look over it, kind of process it, see what the initial reaction is, and then dig way deeper. Okay, so that's the first method, raking and digging. The second method that I want to cover is called REAP, R-E-A-P, okay, um, which I think is really cute because, you know, we're like reaping the fruit. Anyways, <laughs> So the R stands for reading with an open heart, okay? And this is kind of the same thing where you just have to process it, but you can't go into this with a closed mind. You can't go into this thinking, oh, well, I've already read this passage. I've gotten everything there is to get out of it because it can almost guarantee you that you have it, okay? So that's the R reading, and then it's important to bring that open heart. The E is examining so that's when we're going to kind of go a little bit deeper and you're going to ask questions so as you're examining some of the important questions to ask are okay who wrote this who were they writing it to when was this written again a lot of this can be found on the internet so you know it's not that bad to like google some of your questions okay be careful who you trust but also like it's okay to search for those questions because they can be really helpful and you can really look into circumstances. Okay, why did this person write this? What was going on in this case? And I love this method because it is so context focused. And as we definitely have more episodes on this podcast, you guys are going to realize like how much I emphasize context because it can make or break your beliefs. Context is everything, and so many times we think everything applies to us now, but really the Bible wasn't written for that exact method it was written to a exact person or to an exact church or people group and for their issues going on and the point is is that we're supposed to take that and apply it to us but not necessarily think oh this was written to me god definitely can illuminate things for us but it's not necessarily for us in that way so context is so key honestly i might do an entire podcast on 
context. It's so important. So anyways, dealing with all of the um, context and stuff like that, that's really when you examine, which is the E. And then you move to the A, which is apply, okay? And application is really important um, because you're going to take about 5-10 minutes. And honestly, what I suggest you do to keep your brain focused is, one, put your phone on a timer, okay? That way you're not like, oh, I need to check the clock. Oh, I need to check the clock. You know, put your phone on a timer and then just kind of set it down and leave it. And then what you need to do is either write or kind of meditate on what you read, okay? And this isn't necessarily prayer. Like, it can be prayer, okay? I'm never, ever one to discourage prayer. But this is not necessarily your time of prayer. This is your time to really try to see what this passage is saying to you now. You already did the whole context thing. Now what is it saying to you, okay? Like some of the things that you can really think about now is, okay, what is the truth behind this? What is what is this saying to me? What is God trying to pull into my life, okay? And then, you know, is there sin in my life that's, illuminated by this passage is there a change that needs to come is there some way that i need to update my life due to this passage and so this can be broader like if you have something going on obviously let your mind kind of seep into all of the things that this could be going and leading to but on the other hand it is so important to stay focused on this passage okay so you know you can start praying about how in galatians you're learning to be happy and you know you just really want your grandma to be happy and all this stuff like that's so good but sometimes it's easier or better for you to stay focused on how this passage directly applies to you so that's the application aspect and then the P is prayer, the big, big one, okay? So this is where you pray for that application that you were just thinking about to really take hold of your life, okay? This is where you pray for that change. Again, try to keep it passage-related, though, because that's where you're really going to grow because sometimes when we're praying, we tend to pray for the same thing. Okay, Lord, keep me motivated. Okay, Lord, keep me um, ready to do your will. And we can pray that over and over, and we're missing things that we need to be praying for ourselves. So this can really help us um, grab hold of that and see different aspects um, and then pray for others. I like to write my prayers. I have a journal um, that one of my really good friends got for me and every single day I write a prayer in it. One page, um, you know, it's like a little half journal. So I'm not doing a whole page in a notebook, guys. Like, <laughs> but, um, you know, I do. I take a, and I take one page every day and just pray and I, whatever I feel like like laid on my heart and I find that that is so helpful because it keeps me focused it helps me really understand what I'm going through and then it's really cool to look back at your prayers as well and kind of see the way that God answered them um because that's a big part too sometimes we just kind of keep moving on in the next thing so I um every Sunday will look back in my prayer journal and just kind of flip through and see if there's any answered prayers that I need to be praising God for super super awesome idea so those are our two methods we have the raking and digging and then the reap method which is again reading examining applying and praying so i think both of those are super super beneficial and honestly in my personal studies i probably do a mix of both of them um just because i find so much value in both and that's what i said before it is so cool because you can build on this and kind of turn it into your own thing and you don't have to go with one way that makes or breaks you. 
So that was our methods. How exciting. We're done with that. Now we're just going to go into a couple random things um, that I have found to be super, super helpful as we are um, studying the Bible and things like that. So like I said, the tools, um, blue letter Bible, that's like an interlinear, which is basically the word for word um, where it breaks it down for you. It's really, really helpful um, for your studies, especially as you're getting deeper into the word, which I highly encourage. And like I said, it sounds so intimidating. Like, how am I going to do this? Trust me, you got this, okay? It is not as bad as you would think, okay? Um, so, and then as far as actually studying, like I said, we would come back to the highlighting and stuff like that. So I use three highlighters, blue, yellow, and green when I am highlighting. And sometimes I change it up, but for the most part, yellow is like what really stands out to me. Like, okay, this is something I want to memorize. This is something I want to hold true to. So that's like my important stuff. And I don't always use the yellow because that's like the big stuff. Okay. And then green is anything about God. Okay, like anything at all that just tells me about who God is, his character, and anything that goes along with that lines. Because the entire point, in my opinion, of the Bible is not just to act as a guide for us in our lives, but also to give us insight into who we serve. And I love that. It's so beautiful that God literally wants us to know who he is. So something that if you want to do a study on that, um, definitely look up the passages, but then always replace God's name with Joe. Okay, and so anytime you see Joe or God, <laughs> use the name Joe. And what I want you guys to do is try to figure out who Joe is. Like, just like read about him and see if you can see more about his character and who he is. And you know what you're gonna find is you're gonna know way more about Joe than you think you know about God. And it is such an interesting study because sometimes we get so intimidated by knowing who God, who God is, and what He represents that we think that we can never know him. But the truth is, is we do have access to tools that tell us so much about him. So I highly suggest using an entire highlight color um, just for trying to discover more about who he is. Love that. And then my blue is for anything that I think sticks out to me for context. Like I said, context is super, super important to me. So I like to find um, cities, names, places, anything that would pull out circumstances, something like that. But you guys can definitely, like I said, make this your own. Use those highlight colors for whatever you want because that's the beauty of it. We don't need to study the Bible the same way. We should come to a lot of the same conclusions, but it doesn't need to be in the same methods. Um, another really cool thing that I do is I have mini sticky notes and big sticky notes. I love them, love them, love them because I stick them all over my Bible, okay? Like all over and I write little notes on them and stuff like that and I try to stick it over the verse that I'm talking about so when I go back through I'm like oh okay why well, I have a sticky note here something stood out to me something here proved to be important in my mind at one point in time and it's really cool to look back over that then um sometimes though the sticky notes just don't cut it um I remember I was doing a bible study with one of my dear friends um my first semester of college and we were finding so much just like compacted into 
the word that we were like this just isn't cutting it so we were taking sheets of notebook paper and filling them out just like going 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 and then we were tucking these sheets of notebook paper into the word okay and guys like i said i get it it sounds so incredibly intimidating it's like how the heck do you expect me to do this but the truth of the matter is is that when you really start like working in the word and diving into things one you're gonna see a pattern start to emerge and you're gonna start catching on to things way um quickly but on top of that you're also going to have the spirit guiding you okay so like god is going to help you in his word he's not going to be like oh cool you're on your own girl um you have to do this yourself buddy like no that's not really how it works like he wants to help you through that but you do have to put in the effort so that's another really cool thing is just get out some notebook paper and write down your thoughts and then tuck it into your bible at that section um it is really really important um pen wise in my opinion just like the highlighters to use different colors that mean the same thing so i use red pens for any words that seem to be repeating a lot i'll underline them um i use purple pens for anything that again has to do with the lord um just so i make sure that i'm like noticing like okay wait here god has mentioned this many times there must be something about his character here okay and again it really depends on what you're studying so that leads into my next suggestion slash tip all those good things is um just making sure you have a clear plan of attack when you're entering the bible okay because if you just open it up and you like put your finger down and you're like god speak to me in this verse like yes he definitely can but also like maybe be a little bit more professional than that okay <laughs> so i highly suggest either picking a book of the bible to work through or you can also do reading plans so if you're doing a book of the bible something really cool that i have been doing lately with all this extra time on my hands is picking one in the old testament and one in the new testament just so that way i'm kind of getting a mix of the both testaments um you know because there are a lot of differences and i am practicing my greek and my hebrew and getting better at all that stuff um so my two suggestions if you're just now starting is if in the old testament i absolutely love the book of job okay job is amazing because of his attitude and so when i went into the book of job i was like i want to study job's attitude towards god so not just god's character but what is his attitude um because as much as we are not meant to live like the characters in the bible we can learn lessons from them and i think that that is really important um and then in the new testament i highly suggest galatians okay galatians is probably my favorite book in the entire bible it is so good because it's positive and um reinforces a lot of things i think it is so good for you to learn how to better yourself as an individual who is striving to further the kingdom of god it is so so cool and i love those two books of the bible so much so if you want to do something like that you can do them one at a time or like i said it's really good to break it down do not i repeat you do not have to separate your passages by the verses or the cha the chapters that they separate by you can definitely like make it your own and you can be like you know what i'm gonna stop halfway through verse 16 even though chapter chapter 2 starts in verse 32 like break it down how you see fit um and don't worry about oh i only read half a chapter or i read six chapters like 
don't worry about that at all. Chapters and verse breaks came much later. That was not a part of the original context of the Bible. So I think sometimes we limit ourselves to that and we separate and categorize ideas into separate chapters and books and verses and stuff like that. So it's really important to just remember to read the Bible. Don't categorize and separate because we do that with God too. Like I said previously with the whole change God's name to Joe for a hot second you know, we tend to categorize. So open yourself up and don't limit yourself to chapter verses and things like that. Just focus on a passage. Um, so that's my thing for um, the books. And if you're looking for something that's more topic related, like, hey, you know, I just got out of a breakup. I need to know that someone loves me and I need to know that God is here for me. Like, trust me, I got you. Okay. So what I actually suggest for this is go onto Pinterest and find um, these topic related um, kind of like subjects and they're going to give you a bunch of either verses or passages or chapters in the bible that are all over the bible to go and it talks about that subject okay and it is so helpful so there are ones on how to get over breakups love um happiness i mean everything under the sun that you can possibly think of and those are very topical um, subjects that I just mentioned, but there are crazy, crazy deep ones too, like depression and anxiety and things like that. So I highly suggest if you feel lost, don't just open your book up and be like, ah, whatever I find is what I'm going to because woohoo, I can do that. Like, no, like, yeah, it could work, but also like plan of attack guys, plan of attack when you're entering the Bible. Okay. So, you know, God didn't send Joshua in saying, you know, just walk in and see whoever you find and you'll deal with them then. Like, nope, he was like, march around the city seven times. Okay, so kind of have that plan. Um, it's really, really fun to do and it's fun to pick one out and kind of schedule it out. Like I said, I am an Enneagram 3, so I love my schedules, but it is helpful when you're like, okay, today I am reading this and you kind of give yourself goals like that. Um, my last little tidbit for you guys is try to go back and forth between translations okay so i know we talked about this in the beginning like oh what translation is best and i'm about to send you all through a loophole because my idea is is that you can't just use one you should be going back and forth between multiple because that's the best way to kind of see different perspective different views different wordings because sometimes we'll read a word and that means something different to us than it did to the person who translated it. And then we'll read a different translation and we'll be like, oh, that makes so much more sense. So definitely use a bunch of different translations. I use three translations, um, just like in my normal Bible studies and then academics, I use like 12. But in my normal ones, I actually use New King James Version because I think that there's something so classical about that and it is much as it's old language it can be cool because those older words can sometimes like strike a deeper more sentimental feeling in me i use esv obviously and that's probably the one that i use um and put the biggest emphasis on and then i also will use um niv because i feel like that um paraphrases a little bit more a little bit more thought for thought and also the church that i grew up in used a lot of niv as well so those are kind of my tips and tricks and all the good stuff for um, the podcast today. I really, really hope that you guys were able to gain a lot from this. Um, it was really fun to kind of go through and 
um, write down all of the things that I do in my normal Bible study. So it definitely encouraged me and I hope it encourages you um, to just dive deeper into the word. And, you know, I hope you were able to take notes because there were a lot of really cool things to do or at least got some really good ideas on how to further your Bible study. So until next time, I will see you all later. Bye-bye. <laughs>